Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by the rest of my holy trinity, Mr. Jesse Baker, Mr. Wex breaking the loss, and boys, how we living today. I'm living about like this, son. Ooh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to be living right there with you. uh, Hi-ya. Love it. It's about beer 30. This is actually a Jesse left this here at my house, this uh, can of whoop-ass that I'm drinking. And if you're not watching on video and you're just listening to us, you know, a can of whoop-ass is officially known as the Twisted Tea. My green screen's fucking my shit up. I don't have green screen, but you know what I'm saying. Twisted Tea. Twisted teas. I got the uh, I got the little hazy hazy little thing. You know, it's always dropping those IPAs. I really wish I had one of those asshole right that I am. Uh, but hey, here we go, guys. I mean, listen, t- it's it's great because this time we're not recording on a Saturday morning, so beers are a plenty. It's like seven ish, seven fifteen ish here, and uh, we're gonna have a great time. I'm really excited about it. Before we move on to this week's show, though, I want to talk a little bit about last week's show. Dude, the return of CM Punk, all the fantasy booking. We've got tons of great feedback on that episode. Man, boys, Jesse, are you hearing any good things, any positive rumblings about last week's show? Dude, absolutely, man. I mean, everybody loves hearing uh, the boys talk about the boys and the uh, yep. the entirety of the CM Punk return, the whole landscape of wrestling right now. I also learned, we touched on the fact that we went to those Impact tapings. After said tapings, an event occurred that I booked with the one and only good brothers, Mr. Big LG, Doc Gallows and the machine gun Carl Anderson at the Springwater Supper Club and Lounge, where I no longer work, but did at the time. And the most recent episode of Talk and Shop was live audio from that gig, which was kind of invigorating. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice to hear. That's the the K-Fabe comparisons and the uh, the Good Brothers little Talk and Shop mashup there. Gotta love that. That's always nice. That's always nice. Wex, did you hear anything positive about last week's show or anything negative? People shitting all over it? What are you, what are you hearing? I did not hear anything negative, uh, so that's always good. You know, if you don't hear anything negative, I did hear some of our highest downloads and most recent memory of our show. So hopefully, we yeah. can keep that trend going up. And whatever we did that was good, I'd like to hear some more feedback of what shit you like, so we can keep it going in that direction. Well, the only negative thing I really heard is that Wex talks too much. But uh, with that being said, let's just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is about to wrap up SummerSlam season, but um, dude, this is the first time we've been able to really do a, you know, a cur- two current WWE shows against each other, and this one is really meaningful for a lot of different reasons. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done one, at least, and uh, today we're going to be covering WWE's SummerSlam 2021 going up against NXT's TakeOver 36. Um, lots of meat on the bone here. We're also going to get into some fantasy booking, some rumors, some news, the state of the business, if you will, towards the end. Um, and because there's like legitimately, I don't know, like what, 20 matches on this thing, 15 matches altogether. Like we're just going to kind of, yeah, we're going to run through uh, SummerSlam first and then we're going to talk about takeover 36. So without further ado, let's get into it. I actually thought that the opening package for this was not very good. Like, Normally, the production level for for WWE is so over the top that they can even make bad storylines work in their packages for people like me that only really watch the specials anymore and don't watch Raw or SmackDown or whatever. So, um, yeah, I was it it felt very, very spread out and like epileptic with like the jumps and like the cutting and like the production style of the video. I just didn't think it was very good. Um, The aesthetic of SummerSlam, uh, I would say the live crowd felt 
very cool. I did really like the kind of curved entrance thing too. I thought that was cool. I thought that led to some really cool um, um, angles, camera angles with and like lighting with the actual entrances. Some of them, I think it kind of hurt as well. Jesse, what do you think about the whole overall like aesthetic and the opening package here for SummerSlam? The opening package to me was extremely wildly derivative of Double or Nothing. And I, I mean, I get the Vegas connotations there, but man, I would have avoided that like the fucking plague if I was on yeah. the side of the WWE. And from what I can gather, I really truly feel as though WWE's production team, when they're putting these packages together this day and age, are a bunch of like old dudes trying to kind of figure out why TikTok works. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> no, I love that. That's great. I love that. That's a great, that's a great. Hey, Wex, what did you think about these, uh, these opening packages and like the yeah. overall vibe of the show? wasn't really a home run just kind of like you guys said it was kind of weird production wasn't a fan of it i did i was a fan like you said of the whole set though it was a nice set nice stage which WWE production on their opening package you know their sets are always going to look pretty good yeah yeah they always have high production for that nice looking set big crowd very hype but just like jesse said i would have definitely avoided that double uh, like the vegas type shit for double or nothing because Every time I kept seeing like wrestlers with the cards, I immediately think AEW because they use that casino shit as like just a theme for their company, period. Like it's right. always the casino battle royale, the casino ladder match. Like it just seems very, yeah, just like Jesse said, why would you do that if they're, you know? No, I agree completely. It's not I agree. Much sense right there in that department. But yeah, we're going to get the, we're going to cover two attempted murders in the SummerSlam, which I'll get to when we get to those matches. <laughs> well, let's get right into the matches here then, man. It's uh, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos for, I believe it was the Raw Tag Team titles, was it not? That was yeah, cool. so uh yeah, I mean, the AR Pigeons when when Riddle kicked off his flip-flops, that alone, like that augmented reality <laughs> thing was like, Dude. okay, that's how we're I starting got, this off. That's that's where we're at right here, guys. The Windows 98 looking pigeons flying dude, at my screen. Like, what is happening? Dude, I, ha I wrote uh, PS2 graphics. Yeah, straight up. That's pretty much that. Uh, I said, and yeah. It continues throughout the whole night and it gets worse and worse. It I, really I, does. I, notes, I have notes about like each man. God damn it. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, like, I, look, look, yeah. I, I feel like, I, let, me, let me just knock this out quick. I feel, I feel honestly that like, the Riddle-Orton angle, I don't like because it just feels stale and it just feels like a way for them to turn Orton heel again for the 30th time. Uh, I mean, the match was okay. Almost is really bad. The AJ-Orton spots were really good, of course. Wasn't great. Uh, it was short and sweet. I gave it two beers total. Wex, where were you at on it? I'm a little bit higher than you, not much. I went two and a half beers on this. And, you know, I kind of get the whole odd couple tag team storyline, like sure. odd couple versus odd couple, and, you know, yeah. whatever. It, it works, but... Almost. I'm still not feeling it with almost yet, so nope. I just think he needs a little bit more there, but AJ Styles did what he could to save the match, but, you know, two and a half beers could have been better, but it wasn't. Jesse, what'd you think, man? I will say, after watching the rest of the show, I did not go and alter my rating on this, even though I was tempted to. I gave it three and a half, and here's why. Okay. I did not expect jack shit. I thought it was a solid opener. The crowd was hyped for the whole fucking entrance thing. Yeah. Seeing it on screen is one thing, but hearing the crowd react, like they react to Riddle. Obviously, they react to Orton. They react to AJ. I got to be honest. I didn't think Omos looked bad. They, they're they clearly protecting him. They're using him in the role that he's supposed to be in. I really didn't think he looked bad. I mean, I fuck's sake. Awful. 
I really didn't. I like. I, I mean, I didn't think he looked excellent, but I didn't think I mean, he, he looked, looked tall. Bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying I didn't think that the amount of work that he put in was enough to expose anything. I see. I, I, I see like, what you're saying. Um, I also I had to give it extra points for that goddamn Superman DDT to the outside popped. The, uh, you know, the new champs thing. Hopefully they move away from AJ and Omos because what the fuck is AJ doing, wasting his time doing that shit? No, I, I agree. Think, you know, whatever. But I did give it three and a half. I thought it was a good pay-per-view opener, really. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was what it was. Two beers. I didn't hate it. Um, it just wasn't really for me. Then we got this weird, awkward credit one Charlotte Flair commercial that was like, felt like it was really long. Felt like it was almost like a backstage segment. And I was like, Maybe this is the way it's just going to be with WWE from now on. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe it's just going to be commercials and not promos. And Tell us what the rest just, of the show. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Um, and honestly, like maybe that's just WWE evolving. I'm not even saying like that's necessarily a bad thing per se. I just don't like it at all. Um, and speaking of things I don't like at all, let's, uh, let's move this into match number two. It's Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, it's bad, bad, real bad. Um, I don't understand how you put this match on SummerSlam. Um, I don't understand how it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It was awful. The crowd is so dead. Uh, nothing but we want Wyatt chance the whole time and just booze all around. It was short, but still just so bad. Negative three beers for me. I mean, I absolutely hated this. This is embarrassing Jeez. as a wrestling fan. I thought it was absolutely dog shit terrible. Um, Jesse, what do you think about Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss? I gave it one beer strictly because Alexa was stiffing the shit out of Eva Marie a little bit, and I really enjoyed seeing that bitch get her face elbowed because there's no reason that Eva Marie should be in a ring at all. This dewdrop turn angle is the least important thing probably in the history of sports entertainment, and yeah. it it yeah. this didn't even deserve to be on the fucking pre-show. This yeah. should have been a YouTube clip or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I did give it one beer because seeing Eva Marie get hit in the face kind of hard, I was for that. Yeah, they should have written this for Thunder. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Lex, what do you think about Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss here? I thought it was trash. I think everything about uh, Alexa Bliss's character is trash. Eva Marie is trash. Uh, gave it a big old dud. And honestly, just like Jesse said, this should have been on the pre-show. Big E was on the pre-show. I'd much rather send Big E versus Baron Corbin in that spot. On the fucking main card, rather than I would have rather Alexa seen Alexa Bliss and yeah. Eva Marie. Like, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, a big old give me, for me. Give me Biggie, Shinsuke, and Corbin in a three-way for the IC title. I feel like that would be good. I feel like it would make sense. And but it was Corbin versus Biggie for the uh, the briefcase. Biggie won the briefcase back. So yeah, 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 yeah. I knew he had it, but I mean, I would. Ra- I mean, I don't know. I'm yeah, not. A big- I would. I would rather see the IC title, but yeah. we 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 did get to see the IC champion at one point in here. He came out and did for some no fucking reason, dude. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna get to that. We'll get to that. Let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling here. We got AC Slater interviewing RK Bro in the back, and that was super yikes. Very cringy. Not good at all. Mario no. Lopez does not age though. No, he does look exactly the same or somehow younger, if that's possible. It's really weird. Um. Match number three here is Damian Priest versus Sheamus uh, for the United States Championship. Sheamus just has go-away heat with me, man. I just don't – I could never see him again, and it would be too soon. Um, I'm just so tired of seeing Sheamus wrestle. I just don't. There's, he has nothing to offer me, honestly. Um, and, I, and I'm not really as big on Priest as a lot of people are. I don't hate him. I think he's got uh, – you know, I think that I don't – I think – you know how you see certain performers and you're like – you try not to be judgy, but it's like – 
I feel like I wouldn't get along with you in real life. Like, I feel like I just wouldn't like you as a person. So maybe that's some of it. But I can recognize that Damian Priest is good. He is a good worker, um, especially when he has somebody you know really good to work with. And it's not that Sheamus is bad, but I definitely felt like a, it was just a, a clash because I feel like they wrestle kind of similarly. Um, and it wasn't bad. The style just it wasn't for me. It got the job done, though, I guess. Also gave it two beers. Um, that's pretty much as much as I could give it. Jesse, where you at? Damian Priest versus Sheamus here. Man, couldn't agree more about the Sheamus thing. It's like sad that all he can do is be enhancement, and even he doesn't enhance anybody because yeah. no one gives a flying fuck about what he does. Yeah. That's like, if anybody needed a new paint of coat, it's Sheamus. Yeah. 110%. Something needs to change about that motherfucker. The, um, there were some impressive spots. There's a lot of Stipskis, you know, yada, yada, yada. The feud doesn't matter at all. That belt does need some prestige. And I, I do think priest is a top guy in the making. I think they're going to have to change a lot about his image before he gets there. But I thoroughly do think the way that he, like the presence that he commands, he has the capability of being able to do that. I'm very surprised that they let a guy of his stature do things like hurricane runners and like leapy shit, because honestly he should not be doing any of that. He no, needs I agree. To- he needs to work big man like a motherfucker, but I gave it two and a half. Okay. So we're about the same boat there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think I'm kind of agreeing with you as far as his style. I think that he, it's, it's not it, like, it's great that he's athletic and can do all this shit, but I mean, he just shouldn't. Um, Wex, where you at on it? I'm kind of right in the middle of this match. I went three beers. Cause I mean, they both like, they, they were beating the shit out of each other and they were like, you could tell they were trying, they were giving it yeah. they were giving it to each other. Yeah. And just like Jesse's mentioned, like him working big man style that fucking like step over planche did it looked like he ate shit it did not oh, look yeah. very good looked pretty fucked up actually so oh yeah it was terrible that, it was, that would yeah. probably save plenty of years on his career because he like i get it if you're big you don't like why flip if you don't have to yeah like if you were my size going in there you're all you're gonna have to do is fucking flips and just get tossed yeah, around you also have guys up. like keith lee who's literally made his name on being a massive dude that does that kind of shit you know what i mean Oh, I mean, that's, that's literally yeah, what Keith Lee's, I don't know. Keith Lee doesn't. I don't know. You got to choose your spots is all I'm saying. And that yeah. step over plancha eating shit is not choosing your spots. Right. No, I agree. I agree. But uh, I, agree. I, and I think I think, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, just how she, I don't know. Just Seamus once he got his mask off and like he just he suddenly was dead. It's like he just like. That was like the, the the button of death and he was dead like after all that shit. But it was pretty ridiculous. But. Overall, you know, middle of the road, solid match, three beers, nothing, nothing like to write home about. We're probably not going to remember like, oh, one of the greatest United States title SummerSlam matches of all time. Is going to be definitely something not. like, like it's definitely not going to be in any trivia games or anything like that. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. Although what might be in a pretty decent little trivia game down the road is the next match we have on the card. Before we get to the match, we had a pretty cool bumper for Takeover. I got hype about it. Uh, but the match here is the Mysterios versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, and, you know, we're four matches deep. This is obviously the best match so far. Uh, I thought it was really good pacing. I thought it was great flow. I really feel like Dominic is, like, you can see the fact that he's improving. I'm not saying he's, he's you know, a full-fledged veteran yet. But, like, the dude is getting better and better with every performance. He looked um, he looked like he, he had a place there. He looked like he belonged there. It, it, it worked. Um, I was impressed by his work. The Usos, we can say what we want, we can make fun, but they are a ridiculously good tag team. I mean, bell to bell, like they're just insanely good. There's just not any way around that, regardless of what stupid storylines and gimmicks that they have on them. And then Ray is still Ray. Uh, he's not quite the Ray of WCW, but he's not. I mean, he's still, 
he's still a top guy. So, I mean, I really enjoyed the match. I get four beers, maybe even four and a half. Pretty solid match to me. I enjoyed it. Nice little feel-good SummerSlam type moment. This one was the first match that I felt like was SummerSlam worthy. Um, Jesse, what did you think about the Mysterios versus the Usos here? That was a really dynamic tag team match. The crowd was all the fuck about it, um, which, you know, makes all the difference in the world to me. You know, you had family dynamic on both sides, which I thought was intelligent booking. The Usos, to me, looked way better than usual. I really thought that they, just the intensity that they brought, their shit talking to the camera, their shit talking to the guys. I mean, I thought their whole presentation was better than normal. Um, I don't like the way it was. I I, I really honestly think the Mysterio should have gone over, although I get why with Mm -hmm. the bloodline stuff that they didn't do that. But I really felt like that would have cast even more aspersion on the main event. Yes. been a little bit more dynamic for when it mattered. Uh, and yeah. I thought the match was a little long, but I gave it three, seven, five. Yeah. Just solid. We're, we're about in the same boat on that one as well. Wex, where are you out on this, uh, SmackDown tag team championship match? I'm like almost with you guys. And like literally some of the same notes It went too long. And the same thing, I didn't like the ending because, you know, Dominic took most of the like heat, the whole match got his ass whooped. And I thought if they would have had them win in the end, or even if he would have somehow like, Got the pin for his. Da- I don't know. That would have been a better. That would have definitely made me a rating a little bit higher. But I went three. Oh shit! My mic almost fell over. God damn it! No, I went three point two five beers. A little bit over. You know, not not quite. Not quite the three and a half. Just because. Uh, just just the way the bu- the booking the ending right there. But it does make sense, just like Jesse said. But they they definitely put on a solid match. Ray still has it, and that Macho Man gear, dude. That was fucking sick, dude. Yeah, it was sick. I really did. I did enjoy the gear. The Usos or the Mysterios always kind of have it on lock. It was pretty badass. And yeah, gear. rumor is the reason that the Usos were doing so good in that match in intensity, you know, that they've both been sober since that last DUI. They both decided to not drink together. No, actually, I just made that up. But uh, you know, maybe, maybe nah, that's know, what's going on. They're still boozing, bro. They're still boozing they're, in the back. You think so? He, he oh, hundred percent, bro. Rehab up. Definitely <laughs> did not. They made a vet picture with their cuz now, so now they got drivers. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's the only uh, difference. Jericho mentioned how much they used to always drink in the bus. Nice. Well done. Well, uh, yeah, good for Jericho. That makes sense. Let's keep it rolling here. There's another poor 90s celebrity interviewing the first ever national champion, apparently. Um, and that was a pretty big flub. I think it was Tiffany Haddish. It was kind oh, of yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. She called <laughs> it the national championship. I was yeah. like, this is not the NWA. And this say the NWA. The like, NWA. Yeah, she don't. She don't know. She don't know. It is what it is. Then we had Rick Boogs uh, play Nakamura to the ring for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I thought Boy, he was gonna have a match. Let's talk about it. Like it yeah, me too. On. And then they just went into a commercial, and this is supposed to be a pay per view, right? So, like Boogs, Rick Boogs comes out, which is pretty much just like it's it's like you literally just gave Elias a bunch of Motley Crue records, and that's what we have now instead. And it's like this. When has this ever worked? I mean. Uh, it, oh yeah, and then and then why have him play Nakamura to the ring for no reason at all? Like what? Why? Okay, so the segment should not have happened, and I was watching this with no. I didn't get to watch it live. I was working, but I watched it with no spoilers, and I so I was watching it organically. Yeah. And as I'm writing my notes, I sit here and write in bold King Nakamura versus, and I'm just sitting here waiting. Yeah. And then they cut to the package for Bel Air. And banks, and I'm yep. like, uh-uh, like you gotta be kidding me! Literally, that was all that was for for Pat McAfee to get on a table. Like, 
what the fuck? Yeah. And it really just, it was the most confusing thing ever. It made no fucking sense. And again, this is like example number, I mean, it's not the first example, but it's the biggest so far in this show. And there will be more of just wasting time for no fucking body's benefit. Like this show didn't need to be four hours. There's no reason to plug this shit in and make that happen. I will say I do like the Boogs thing just in general. I think that guy has an upside and a connection with the crowd that can eventually be taken advantage of somehow. I don't think that this is the right way, but I am a fan of that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think he's I think he's pretty good. I think he's a talented dude. I mean, he can actually play the guitar, too. He's not terrible. It's just yeah. the problem is that it's just a stupid gimmick. Right. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't I don't I'm not saying anything about the talent. I just think the gimmick's trash. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole Nakamura thing, it just, uh, ugh. It, and they it, basically took Elias's guitar away now, and they're trying to make him a no-guitar guy, so Boogs can be the guitar guy. Yeah, I mean, that Elias might be a blessing for Elias, though. So. A bunch of vignettes on Raw last night. I watched it in the background while I was doing some work, and just laying his own tombstone on the ground and walking away from it, Elias, 2000-whatever to 2021. But they aired the vignette, like, three times during Raw. So they're just trying to. So they are going to push him then. I guess so, but they they like so, buried him. I guess is the thing, and so however he comes back is yet to be told. Is he just going to be? Is he going to come back as just Samson? Cause remember, he was Elias Samson, then he just became Elias. True. Who come back as just Samson. Who? Samson. I got to talk to Samson. I want to talk to Samson. Right, here we go. <laughs> God damn it! It's going to be go. Samson, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, three man band part two, baby. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like I was I was half waiting for for uh, Heath Slater to do a run in during the Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal match, but let's keep it rolling here. We got a package for Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. They actually played that entire hype package to get us all hyped for it, and then Banks can't wrestle, so now it's Carmella. Carmella. Yeah. Okay. And then we're all like, okay, but you literally beat her like a couple weeks ago on SmackDown or whatever it was. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 And then Becky Lynch returns. Okay, cool. People are hype. I was like, dude, that's badass. It's a great way to bring her back. This should be great. This will be awesome. And then there's not even a match and she squashes Bel Air after Bel Air has been on this like eight month build. Why would you do that? Why would you not at least have a match? Like, Give him a really good match. Even if you want to put Lynch over, give him a really good match. That could be a long... I mean, if, especially if the bell-to-bell is good, you could pull off a babyface, babyface, like, feud between them for a while just because the matches will be so damn good. I mean, I know that that's what they're going to do. I just don't think giving Becky Lynch the title here was a good idea. Or just have it be a three-way or something. Like, I don't know. Like, have Becky pin Carmella. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just... There were so many other ways to make this better, and it, it just sucked. It, I mean, it, I got huge Hulk Hogan WrestleMania 9 vibes in, in the worst way. Oh, my God. Just awful. Just awful. I'm glad you said that, dude. It was, it, it was just not good at all. Not good booking at all. It's not, And honestly, it's not either one of the talent's fault, and I think that this is going to ruin Becky Lynch, too. Like, you yep. immediately shit on Becky Lynch, and you blew one of your biggest stars, your biggest returns that you had up your sleeve, just to do it like a 10 second squash no dud zero zero beers from me jesse what do you think um 110 zero beers the this made lynch transparent it it took her down a notch 
as though she didn't have to work for anything. Yes. And you get rid of all of this. Look, look, there is undeniable that Bianca fucking Belair was on top of that division and on top of that world. They took her much quicker than most and made her into a very viable star. I mean, did y'all see that shit where they did the cutaway to that hip-hop festival in Miami where she went and defended the title? Like, if you haven't seen it, fucking look it up. It's intense, and that crowd reacts to her in such an organic and amazing fashion. And that's like fucking tens and tens and tens, I think maybe over 100,000 people at a music festival in Miami that is all the fuck about Bianca Belair. She translated. She has the ability to get past that and be that kind of star. Superstar, yeah. And then you fucking squish her? Like, I'm sorry, but my main note was they at least could have had a good match. Yeah, dude. It would have saved uh, everything. If they just have a match, it would have been fine. Even if, it, look, give them at least 20 minutes. And even if you do put the belts on Becky, sure. at least, like, you'd have people pissed. But it wouldn't be, like, we could find a way to, to make it. It's, okay, and this is what's really going to piss me off. If Becky turns heel anyway, yep, she then is. why didn't you just have a really good match and just screw her to, screw her to win? Yep. And then turn heel right then and there. They're it's gonna perfect. Do, I mean, they're, why they're would you not... Yeah, so why didn't you do that? Why would you not just do that at SummerSlam? I feel like I've listened to too much something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard to where I know exactly what the answer is going to be. It's like they would never expect it. Ugh. It's the worst. because it's bad. That's because it's bad. It's bad booking. We all expected to see CM Punk on AEW, and we did, and it was amazing. It's not about that. All you have to do is hush. You don't even have to keep a good secret. Just hush about it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Jesus. Wex, what do you think about this one, man? Big old dud, too. Yeah, it was bullshit. Terrible booking. Like, Bianca Belair, like, just like Jesse said, like, I feel like they built her up. Like, she was a pretty, like, like top. Like, I thought they were going to keep going and running with it, but it's, like, just kind of makes her seem like just, it's like, all right, yeah, you held on to the belt, while, and now the real star is back. So, like, fuck you. You're going to go back down to the mid car because you're an NXT person, and... Now we're going to put our girl, you know, she she's back. She, the real star is back, you know, just kind of demeans everything that they, it basically what happened to Rhea Ripley with Charlotte is now happening to fucking yeah. uh, Bianca Belair now that they, they got their other person back. Like, it's just I got to say, just this like shit. they do in the men's division with the same. It's it's the same. Yeah. Just like he said, Bruce Pritchard, Vinnie Mac bullshit. If you look at like if you look at the women's feud situation between both shows i gotta say i'm much more interested in what's going on on smackdown right now than i am with raw i mean like charlotte and Rhea over and over and over again like we've seen it so many times at this point like if if you're gonna introduce becky lynch into a situation fucking bring it back in with charlotte for fuck's sake like that would have been the way to do it yeah hell yeah and everybody's happy with those feud like i mean no one no one is gonna bitch about that at this point because it's been so long since we've seen it and we know it's gonna be banger which i'm sure we will see at some point like you could have put you could have put anybody honestly in that position besides carmella then had like a solid match like you could have say any any girl from nxt didn't uh hasn't there some been shotzi blackheart uh Io Shirai. oh Io Shirai. like Io Shirai so versus bianca like, belair is the surprise would have been and then the crowd would have probably lost their shit too it probably yeah, would have gone exactly, exactly but they're fucking stupid and they're going back to the old school and they're gonna do it their way so fuck them you know especially dude like how, like what and what's killing me is like everybody's talking about how like how much this hurts bianca belair but dude like 
Before Becky Lynch left, she was the most over wrestler in the company, period. Girl, yep. guy, whatever. Yep. You, you, Everyone is anticipating her return, and you bring her back just to turn her heel? Because Dude. you have so many baby faces right now? What? I know it's what? kind of a different comparison, but think about the return of CM Punk versus the return of Becky Lynch. Like, the how opposite Ugh. booking. I know it's like, Ugh. I know it's a little different, but like. Who's someone else that's returned recently that hadn't been gone that long? Like I'm trying Bork to think. Just Lesnar. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just keep it rolling, man. I can't talk about that bad booking anymore. I don't want to talk about bad booking anymore. Hey guys, next match is Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, I was, again, like Can all we talk- they needed. What would you say? We skipped a portion too. Can we talk about how this pageantry shit with the Olympic athletes? Made no sense to put on this fucking peacock special. Like, if you were gonna do that, why wouldn't? Why you didn't, did he do the back? Why didn't he do the backflip? The back. They were chanting for the backflip. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. It, it, like, hold something in the tank. But it's, like, no one cared about this really. And I'm like, if you're gonna do the cross promotion thing, do it on Fox. Do it on free TV and fucking pop a rating. Yeah, or just like don't even, or just do it for the live. Don't do crowd. it at all. Yeah, or just do it for the live crowd and show us packages or whatever. Or how about we don't have the Nakamura segment? We don't have this bullshit yeah. segment. We don't have other bullshit segments, and then Big E could have been on SummerSlam. Or I get a fucking hour of my life back. Yeah, yeah. or that. Agreed, agreed. Uh, speaking of, let's keep talking about Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. Um, I thought uh, Heath Slater should have been the special guest referee. That's l- literally all I have are Heath, Heath Slater jokes because, um, <laughs> I mean, there was nothing good about this match. It was so boring. Uh, it was very short, though, which is nice. Um, and thank God Drew gets the win. Um, it really was. I mean, they're just doing their absolute best to kill all the momentum that Drew McIntyre ever had. And Jinder Mahal should have been cut and released years and years ago. But I don't think there ever should have been a modern day Maharaja. I think he should have been gone well before that. He never should have never been champion. Jinder Mahal doesn't even belong in that roster or most rosters, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Uh, I gave it a half a beer because Drew got the win, and that was pretty much the only reason why. Um, Jesse, what do you think about Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre? I gave it a dud, and I noticed, I guess because I was so fucking bored while it was going on, A, the show is not doing it for me at this point. You know, there's been a couple of decent things that happened so far, and that's the best I can say. And man... (laughs) commentary all around was pissing me off so bad. Like Raw's commentary team is the fucking worst yep. ever. And SmackDown's commentary team, like I'm a fan of McAfee, but yeah. man, I dude, Cole is killing dude, me. Cole, dude, he was calling so much wrong shit. Like I feel like he does it on purpose with moves at this point. Yeah. This point, I mean, like, like the money would be in putting Corey Graves and Pat McAfee on the same table. Uh-huh. Yeah. But who's the play by play? I think Corey Graves. I don't think he can do play by play. I think he can. I don't think he can. I think he can. I think he that knows he can. the dude. He's a former wrestler. He knows the fucking moves. I know dude. he knows the holds, man. But so is Jerry Lawler, and he should never do play by play either. And they are very similar. I know they're not the same personality, but the way they talk, the way they use their voice, the quips, it's all very similar. Well, we'll get into this later. But if you wanted to make it a three man and actually allow for Corey Graves and Pat McAfee to do their thing, and then just use this team for all three shows, which they probably should do, I would have to nominate a guy like Vic Joseph, really. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I actually think that NXT's commentary team is, is the, the best. best in the business. Or even Tom Phillips. Is he period. still hired? Is he still? He wasn't bad. <laughs> is Phillips still around? Yeah. You should. I, uh, no, I'd, be fine, with Phillips. Anymore, I'd be fine with Phillips and McAfee. I'd be fine with that. I don't think Phillips is even with the company. I'm sure he's not. Yeah. But 
I don't know. He, Let's get Jim Cornette in there. Just bring Todd Pettengill back, man, full time. Todd goddamn Pettengill. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Um, did, he ever yeah. do, did he ever do color or play-by-play? I only remember him doing backstage shit. I don't think he yeah, ever. I'll, no, he never did. But I feel like I would love to watch him fuck up names and play-by-play. Play. I feel like that would be so good. He, he's so Lee. animated about it, and I think it'd be hilarious. No, uh, Mike Look at Adam that. Lee. Jeff Harvey. Yeah, oh, God in heaven. Wex, do you have anything else to add to this Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre fiasco? Uh, it's a big old dud for me. It was like the most predictable bullshit, and only, I gave it – I was going to give it a beer because it was short, but then I circled a zero next to dud for me, so I gave it a zero. And this actually was one of the first attempted murders in this pay-per-view. After the match, uh, Drew McIntyre tried to kill men with his sword. Uh, I would say like assault with a deadly weapon. I think you probably I mean, just cut off an arm. A I don't sword? Think Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it didn't look very sharp. Well, okay. Aggravated assault with a deadly Neither weapon. Neither do any of the participants. Right below attempt, attempted murder because uh, uh, assault uh, with a deadly uh, weapon. Because you you can kill somebody with that, but he, uh, but the way he was swinging it, he probably wouldn't have did much damage. But I mean, to be fair though, like how many times have we seen a barbed wire baseball bat used in pro wrestling? But it's a sword. Think about a sword. But it's a sword. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Like no, sword. People used to chop people's heads off with swords and shit. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm Can't just saying really that, that's that's pretty pretty close to a tip to my, And he's the baby face. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. And he's so, swinging a sword at him, just like I'm Gender Mahal. But yeah, it's a big old dud. Uh, let's go and get into this women's match. Yeah, let's get into it. It's uh, we got a package for Nikki and Flair and Ripley, and I actually enjoyed the package. I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was uh, maybe I just had really low expectations, but this was better than I expected it to be. Um, I thought the Me flow too. was pretty good. Um, I felt like everyone kind of lived up to their role, and everyone felt like they carried their own weight. It didn't feel like there was a missing link here. Um, it felt like they had really good chemistry, and they it felt like they they uh, c- completely achieved what they what they laid out to accomplish, and the crowd was super hot for it. I liked it a lot. I gave it four and a half. Not crazy, but re- pretty, pretty damn good. I, I, I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Jesse, where are you at on it? I'm dead in the middle, man. I gave it three. And here's the thing. They had big spots that had the crowd hella invested. Yeah. It protected Ripley. Yeah. And Nikki needs yeah. to be the underdog for her character to work. Like, yeah. she needs to be fighting from underneath. So I get all of these things. I do not mind Charlotte winning at all. I never will. But mm-hmm. my biggest thing is, like, honestly – all of these fucking feuds are so tired or, and or just not important that it was difficult to get invested from that perspective. Like the bell to bell work was great, but I did think the booking was lacking for this stage. I would much rather have somehow seen them figure out if they're going to do Charlotte and Ripley, fucking do Charlotte and Ripley. You know what I mean? There's no need for this like new, you know. Well, I think that, but I do think the match elevated Nikki. I mean, I think that like she's she's taken a little bit more seriously now, even with the gimmick. Elevates, I think it only elevates Nikki if if she can use that character in a prolonged period, and I don't see that happening. Oh, I, I mean, I I don't know. I I, I think we're gonna unfortunately. Well, I mean, depending on how you look at it, I think we're still gonna see the superhero <laughs> Nikki for for quite some time. I mean, I, I think it turns out to be in something like the Hurricane, and don't get me wrong, I love Hurricane Helms, but I mean, never a top guy. No, 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 never a and top they, guy. Yeah, they can't like, really afford to have non-top guys in the women's division right now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they need more. They need to build more folks that can be in the main event picture realistically without having to repeat the same feuds. Right. I, I love agree. what you just said, Jesse. We need more non. You can't afford to have non-top guys in the women's division. 
Yeah, God damn it, because everything's fucking gender neutral, bro. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Lex, what was your overall rating for this triple threat? Top guys, dude, top guys. Cough it out, baby. Cough it out. All right. Take a lap. You all right? You need me to come back to you? Uh, no, but yeah, I thought this match was pretty solid. Uh, they didn't, I think they worked the triple threat pretty good. Like, there was a few times, you know, they'd like work two and two. One person would sit out, but not for too long. Not to where you're like, all right, is, is somebody sleeping in the corner over there? You know, they worked it pretty good. And I thought it did elevate everybody. I didn't go quite four and a half. I went three and a half. I thought, it, you know, it was one of the higher ratings on this pay-per-view for me because overall, I, as you can tell by some of the ratings so far, this pay-per-view just ain't really been it. But, yeah, this is one of the highlights. Best women's match on the card for sure. Best women's match on the card, no doubt about it. Let's keep it rolling here. This is the shining moment, um, the shining match of the entire card, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was match of the night, Seth Rollins versus Edge. I thought it was cool to see the Brood entrance, although it wasn't, I don't know. It was cool, could have been cooler. Should have had Gangrel there. He could have used the payday. And I feel like that one thing and just have him walk in, like, not even like leave the ring. Like You could have them both come up and then Edge go out to do like go back into his normal theme and just have Gangrel go right back down. I think that would vampire be Vampire warrior. Even on the video. Yeah, like, dude, he, dude, you could have totally given that dude a grand just to literally stand in the circle with his goblet and like laugh with his fangs in, go up the elevator, and right back down the elevator. It's a grand. Like, you know what I mean? And it would have well, made no, the whole thing way least, bigger. At least let him come up and then spray the blood out and then go back down. Yeah, okay. Or he, he could at least walk to the walk down with Edge, sprayed some blood, turned around, walked back up, do there, there, and then he whatever. Works out either the, way, you know. either way, I feel like it would have been cooler to have Gangrel there. It would have made more sense. It would have been hey, yeah. could have fucking done it. Either way. Man, the match was a banger. I don't have a whole lot of notes because I enjoyed watching the match. I thought it was really, really well put together. I thought the psychology of the match was there. The flow of the match was there. They let their big spots breathe. Um, you know, Edge is a true veteran. He's one of those. He's one of the originators of that main event WWE style, the more modern main event style. And Seth Rollins, I feel like, is that guy um, that's kind of the best workhorse in WWE right now. Um, and to me, it's, I mean, it's the best match on the card. Uh, I personally think Rollins should have gone over, but the finish was really, really solid. Five and a half beers for me. Absolutely loved it. Not quite a six pack. There were a couple stutters. There were a couple moments that got a little iffy. It wasn't perfect, but it was a damn good match. Five and a half beers for me. Jesse, where you at on Seth Rollins versus edge, man? I just, I thought the offensive and defensive mentality of both guys was WrestleMania main event level, psychologically speaking. Uh, you know, you're seeing Edge not only pulls the vet move of, like, pulling the roll away at the perfect times. The whole story of him avoiding the stomp the entirety of the whole match was, like, the stuff main event matches are made of. I mean, Such it, a great it, story. It, it was absolutely fucking perfect. All the attacks to the neck that led to Edge having to realize, hey, I can't be as reckless, yada, yada, yada. All of that stuff, you're just seeing it without them having to say a goddamn word. It's fucking perfect. I loved every fucking ounce of this thing from bell to bell. And I agree there were some stutter steps, but, man, I got to be honest. Like, they were they were the kind that I like. They were the kind oh, yeah, they were recovered like, really well, yeah. They, they really – it made sense in it because you got to think, realistically, these two dudes are going balls out. Like, you're not – it's not going to be perfect – I thought the glam slam situation was fucking 
on point. It was perfectly timed. I thought that part was great. Edge rolling out all of his veteran maneuvers, all the fucking old school moves and shit. Again, total WrestleMania main event move. The the way that the finish happened, I thought was genius just because like this is one of those instances where they'll never predict it actually works. Because like yeah. that nobody thought that was finishing that way. Yeah. Regardless of who you thought was gonna go over. Uh, I gave it six, man. I thought it was un- a completely unpredictable finish, a really cool match, fantastic work by both guys. And I do think, like, Seth Rollins obviously has main evented his fair share of shit so far, so I don't think anybody would ever argue that he wasn't capable of doing that. But I do think that this puts him in a slightly upper echelon after yeah. a match like this with a guy like Edge. Of course. I completely agree with you there. Uh, Wex, what do you think about Rollins versus Edge here? Dude, it was like you guys said, like like from from the belt from bell to bell, dude, everything was great. Like you said, a few few little stutter steps, but I did, just like exactly what you said. I don't have very many notes because I was just watching the match, like just enamored in what was happening, and just like you said too, Jesse, like hitting the executioner, like in the like the impaler, all the classic edge moves from back in the day, and Seth Rollins was kicking out of all of them, and I love dude like the submission finish, like. I love when they finish it, like when a match ends with not a wrestler's traditional finisher, because that completely throws me off. And like AEW will do that on the regular, like on a random episode of Dynamite, yeah. someone will just hit yeah. a random move and win. I'm like, oh shit, like that pops me. And then when he like, like locked it in real, like, cause he had the cross face and I was like, oh, is he going to win with the Benoit? Then the variation with the sleeper, I was like, I, I really like it. It was a nice touch. I did not like the commentary on the match at all. That, that really pissed me off because... Yeah, it was just garbage, and yeah. uh, that took it out of a little bit for me. But I went five beers, like not quite a six, but it was the, my high, like definitely match of the night, best thing that happened on SummerSlam. I also love the brood entrance, even had the sunglasses. Thought that was a nice little touch, the classic edge. The wish classic we had a edge. little. I wish we had a little vampire warrior there, but yeah, dude, I feel like Gangrel was right there. So, what was with Seth Rollins' gear? Can someone explain? Did y'all know what that was? Uh, I don't know. It felt very black parade, which I enjoyed. Did not mesh well with the rest of his gear, and it really upset me through most of the match. I was just like, "Oh yeah, dude, Michael Cole in this match this is what really pissed me off." He went for the Phoenix Flash, and he's like, "The corkscrew moonsault," and I was like, "I hated it." What the fuck are you? Ah, I was like, "Michael, motherfucking Cole." <laughs> Do you know what the fucking moonsault even is? Like, that's oh not. Oh my god, it was rough. It was rough for sure. Speaking of rough, let's keep it rolling. It's Miz and Morrison um, spot. They had a little spot from like the kickoff show, um, and now they're in the ring and lots of moist references. And then Woods shows up in his best Razor Ramon cosplay, um, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Definitely enjoyed that. Um, but the squirt gun thing, and the, then the squirt gun is like the weakest stream of water ever like I know, it was so bad shit i thought it was gonna be all gnarly and it was just bullshit it was it's supposed more, to be gnarly it's more fucking wasted time dude <laughs> yeah and again uh fast forward to raw the next night we get the monumental storyline that everybody's been waiting for the wwe where the miz turns on john morrison i don't know i feel like those matches are actually gonna be pretty damn good but i'm, I'm sure. not i'm not mad about that I just don't care. Like, oh, yeah, just okay, that's fair. You know, I mean, like... Yeah. John Morrison has been wasted ever since he went to WWE. It was a bad idea. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, I don't think that that's necessarily true either. I just think that it's. I actually think that it's like, making money though. Yeah, like I, I like. Okay, I like Johnny Drip Drip. I think it's a funny thing that he's doing, and I think he's in. It seems like he's enjoying doing it. I liked the Miz and Morrison line. Like, like I loved their whole like, dude. Those songs that they did were gold. Like that was dude, some I, funny I, I, shit. I like. Yeah, so like to me, I don't know. I'm invested. I, I feel like I feel like this could be good. Like, and to me, Miz was best in that like 16, 17 IC run when he was like an actual heel. If he can oh, yeah. bring that persona back here and put Johnny over as like a more fun-loving babyface, I think it could be beneficial for both of them. It, it's not the angle that we're. That's it. It was just the, you know the Woods thing and why is New Day not a thing, but they are still. It's so weird. Like, it just doesn't make sense that they're. They just Kofi's not clear to compete. No, no, I know that. But what I'm saying is like, it's like E and you know what I mean? It's like, they're all there, but they're not new day anymore, but they are. It's, it just, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Speaking of more things that make no damn sense. The next match on the card is Bobby Lashley versus Oldberg. And Borg. I, I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I thought it was awful. Um, it felt really bad i don't even know if that was supposed to be how the finish was supposed to happen but if it was it's even worse because then we have to have probably more oldberg lashley matches and then you know like i don't know his son getting beat up it was just awful not good at all i gave it negative one beer from me uh it wasn't as bad as the alexa bliss even rematch but it was pretty damn bad still pretty embarrassing wex where you at on lashley and goldberg here I was almost going to give it a beer, but, dude, this was a big old dud for me, especially that, that PS2 graphics Bobby Lashley at the beginning of the match. That was a, that was one of the second bad uh, whatever you want to call these things. AR. Reality AR bullshit. And Bobby Lashley almost died in this match. Like, he goes to the top rope, and they're like, oh, no, Bobby Lashley doesn't go to the top rope, and Goldberg's supposed to do the thing where he throws him off the top, and he almost drops him on his fucking neck. Like, yeah. he's going to, like, just retire. You're going to kill somebody. Yeah. You're gonna I, I'm just thinking of the Michael yeah. Jordan uh, fucking PSA. He's like, stop. Get some help. Yeah, like, that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. Jesse, where are you at on it? Dude, I gave it one beer only because it was short. But I will say, I fully believe that's how they intended to end the match because I fully believe the whole fucking angle here is the next fucking Saudi Arabia special. Ugh. Dude, and... So, and like when he beat up his son, like I will say I've caught saw it on Twitter, but someone called him Sunberg, and I thought that was fucking great. And then also I saw a, a picture, a screenshot when Goldberg's making his entrance, like it cut out his name, had his face, so his name just says Gorg. <laughs> <laughs> so it just said Gorg. Gorg. So it was Gorg versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but yeah, it was some trash. What, like, who, who the fuck is booking this shit? Oh yeah, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. J- Jesse, what was your overall on that one? Uno. Uno beers. All right, I gave it a zero. So, and Ugh. you gave it a negative one. So that's an average of that's an average of zero. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a dud. Right. 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 Big fat dud. Let's uh, let's move to the main event here though. It's John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. The package was really solid. Um, and it's, it's a main event level match. It's great work. It didn't look like there was a lot of rust from John Cena, which is pretty impressive to be honest with you. I thought the chemistry was great. I thought the crowd was very hype. 
Um, this and the Rollins match are the only matches on the card that I truly felt like were WWE style, like lived up to the WWE name, but also like still worked that specific style of match. Um, and I feel like it's a dying style. It's like that Shawn Michaels style is kind of dying and it's, uh, I don't know. It's sad to see. Maybe I'm just an old man and it is what it is, but, um, I don't know. I mean, you, you got two guys that really get it and it definitely worked. It was a great match. I thought the finish was solid and the, the Lesnar return helped. I mean, even if it is just for the one night for the one pop, even if this whole new Lesnar run sucks, the pop was cool. The moment was cool. The SummerSlam moment was cool. So I give it five beers, uh, not five and a half. I think Rollins and Edge still was the better match, but this was pretty damn close. Five beers for me. Wex, where you at on John Cena versus Roman Reigns? I definitely thought it was second best match of the night. And to think that John Cena and Roman Reigns are probably two of my least liked WWE wrestlers like throughout their history and their body of work. But I was, I was definitely cheering for John Cena in this one because Roman Reigns just right now, he's being such a good bad guy. I'm just despising the hell out of him right now. Love and it. I, I love that. John Cena looks like he's starting to go bald back there. Yeah, he I is. I noticed you can see a little ha- head through the hair. Yeah. And is John Cena going to join all the other greatest wrestlers of all time that just eventually shave their head bald and just go nah. ahead and go with it? They'll get plugs. John Cena so. is his thick Boston hair, dude. He really is. That's part of who he is. He, yeah, he'll definitely, he'll definitely but get he's some. He's always had like the short crew cut, so I feel like uh, he'll get some keeps or something. Difference. Nah, he he's Hollywood, bro. He's gonna get some keeps. He, um, trust me, he, that dude's keeping and his hair. This one's keeping. Really, it. We had some really good, more uh, some more fun PS2 graphics of Roman Reigns at the beginning of this match. Like I could just picture like the new WWE 2K22 having graphics like that, and then being like, "Dude, new and improved," and just trying to roll with it. Like it feels yeah, different. Apparently, 2K right now is like they are this like this next game is like the fate of the franchise. If it doesn't do good, they're just gonna or WWE's like if 2K doesn't make a good game, they're gonna drop them. I'm yeah. like, dude. Yeah, I think they should. I think they should. But the alternative is EA, and I don't know if that's gonna be any better. Yeah, well, so. I went four beers with this match. I know not as high as you, four beers, but for like for what they did, they put in some solid work. Roman Reigns shit talking, like it doesn't work as good if you're in the crowd anymore. But like you know, on TV, no one was there. You could hear it really well. But like now, back with the crowd, it's like it doesn't. I mean, because I think that works better with his character when you can kind of audibly hear what he's saying to John yeah. Cena. But this crowd was so fucking crazy you couldn't hear a goddamn thing which really works for john cena's wrestling style which i'm sure we'll get some of this on botchamania where he's like all right drop down <laughs> kick me. yeah like he's just yelling at people yeah yeah he just yells so, I, I love I, I did you ever did you guys see the gq um it's like it's cm punk's interview but it was a couple years ago and he's like show it's like things from movies like what's real about wrestling and what yeah. what looks good what's awful how it actually relates and he was like he said something about the wrestler and Mickey Rourke, and he was like, and there you can see her whispering sweet nothings, unless you're John Cena, and you literally scream it as loud as you fucking can, and like, <laughs> like beat that out, and I was like, oh, that's amazing, like, just amazing little dig, really good stuff. Jesse, where are you at on Roman Reigns versus John Cena here? I thought that there were a lot of very hard-fought false finishes. The crowd, yes. obviously, is yes. all the way into this motherfucker. Some very big spots. There were pieces of it that were a little bit predictable, but I don't know that that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Like, Agreed. The Cena, I, I will say, like, I did hear a lot of what Roman said, and, like, 
Cena loudly calling shit definitely knocked off points for me because I could hear some of that too. And it yeah. was just one of those like, God it's, damn it. It always like, do. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, the crowd was fully on the fence about the winner, which obviously is the most important thing in a main event in a big four show like this. Like the crowd easily would have bought it if Cena won. I don't. I, mean, I, I think everybody I mean, had their doubts, you know, especially like that. Yeah. After that AA off the second rope, I think everybody thought it was like, go home. We're done here. Yeah, uh, that, that is the big move. That, that's the mega move. There was some repetitive shit. Like when you when you get into like doing a whole bunch of Superman punches and stuff, it also kind of takes me out of it. Not really my deal. But I did give it four beers. Well, you're right there with me. All right. Yep. Same so out of, ten, out of 10 matches, we had roughly three, maybe four that were at least bearable. Straight. Yeah. Du- and then there was like four that were straight duds. Yeah. <laughs> so that's over. So, yep. uh, yeah, let's uh, put that there behind us. There you go, buddy. And let's and move I mean, on to... to say, you know, the Lesnar thing. I get it. It makes sense. Uh, really, the only way that that dynamic works, like, like Roman Reigns is a... If you're looking at the way the rosters are stacked up right now, Roman Reigns is not in any shortage for valid, awesome opponents, I don't believe, whereas Bobby Lashley sorely is. However, this story just makes all the sense in the world, and I think yeah. everybody wondering about the Heyman involvement and yada, yada, yada brings a whole different element to the whole thing. I don't know how Brock Lesnar ever convincingly works face. I don't believe that that's possible, but especially not with that fucking haircut, but hey, I guess we'll see. So I got a question for both of you. Do you think that the Brock Lesnar angle had been pre-planned for a while or that was reactionary booking to CM Punk? I don't think it was reactionary. I'm sure they've been trying to nail that shit down for some time. I think that there was probably, I, um, I think yeah, that okay. there was probably some extra push that happened that was reactionary. But I mean, I'm sure that so, they've been. So, do you think that this feud's always been planned? They just did. They just pulled the trigger a little bit early. From what I hear, they were planning to do not this next WrestleMania, but the one following with Brock and Roman. And uh, you know, they're trying to keep Roman in the hot seat for a long time to come. Okay, and, well, so yeah, I, I, and that makes I think sense. That, so. I, so yeah. do you think they pulled the trigger early because of CM Punk or just because? I think they did, but I think they, they did that when they, because I'm sure they knew more about the business side of the business than we did. And they probably knew that CM Punk was, had already signed. Like, they probably had it actually confirmed to them before the crowds did. So I think that maybe it was like a, yeah, we need to have something big at SummerSlam if we know the dude's going to show up, you know, the day before. Um, so yes, I would say partially. Uh, but I also think, too, it's also reactionary to uh, there's a big doubt now because I know the big plan was to have Brock versus Roman this coming right. uh, WrestleMania. But that I think that's the bigger thing more and more like it's not going to happen, though, because Rock is the busiest person in Hollywood as it is. And I mean, I, I mean, he's not going to turn down a, an amazing movie role to, to, to wrestle his cousin as much as he still may love WWE and he's still the Rock. And I genuinely think he wants to wrestle Roman Reigns. I just yeah. think he's he's not. I mean. I mean, why would you not do an amazing movie if it just because you want to wrestle WrestleMania? I mean, I get it, but you're already the rock. So to me, I think that that it's more of an insurance policy. Like, hey, worst case scenario, we can drag this out to mania. Um, I think that's um, the bigger factor. And I also think that Lesnar, you know, Lesnar's alternative in all in all reality. The only thing he's even talked about doing was other stuff with UFC. And I'm not sure how valid that he's can too old. be. He's too old. Yeah. He's too old. And so honestly, at this point, he would just he would just it, it would embarrass him. He would yeah. he would go back and lose, and then he would lose his value. He knows that, but he's well, I mean, he would he would just look like CM Punk. Yeah, 
And I think yeah. that the yes. when it comes down to it, the again, I don't think it was reactionary to Punk. I'm sure that there was a little bit of an extra push to make it happen at SummerSlam, but I also I agree with Daniel. Like I think the Rock thing has changed their entire WrestleMania programming in that part of the schedule. That that's they they've been working on this for a while. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let's right, move let's on get, here. Let's get on down to NXT, buddy. Yeah, buddy. It's Takeover 36. I thought uh, a total flip from um, SummerSlam. I felt like the opening package was great. I thought it was really good. Um, I do, re- I did really like the opening package was great, but it was kind of a bummer that it was just in the Capitol Wrestling Center again. Like, I feel like it's a takeover. It should have been in a big venue. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, or a venue of any kind, really, other than that spot. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just it felt like flat, it, 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 it deserved to be. It deserved to be bigger. I think. Um, they and then, still got that goddamn hockey glass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is me off. So yeah, bad. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I think that honestly, I think the whole aesthetic of the Capitol Wrestling Center was a complete flop. I think they need to get away from that as soon as they can. I think they realize that. Um, but but we'll see what happens there. Let's jump right into the card though. It's a uh, it's Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight for the Million Dollar Championship. And again, like I don't know that my a lot of my opening comments for this match because it's the first match we're talking pretty much about the Capital Wrestling Center. It feels worse than the Impact Zone, and that's coming from people that have been to the Impact Zone on a regular basis. Like it just doesn't. Maybe it's the glass. Maybe it's the chain link fence. I'm not sure. It just feels really hokey and forced. It feels like uh, like a scene from No Holds Barred if you were to remake it in 2021. Uh, it just, I don't know. It's, it's not great. Uh, the match was, was fucking dope though. I mean, it was really good stuff. It's awesome that these dudes have been able to keep this feud going and the quality of matches and the equity in their feud has stayed high. Uh, that just shows that these guys have great chemistry together and really know how to work a long lasting spread out professional wrestling feud. Um, it was a couple of stutter steps, but nothing outright bad. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens with both guys going forward. It's a little weird on the finish, uh, but I liked it. Um, Four beers. Four beers for me. Um, Jesse, where are you at on Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight here? I just got to say for the top of the show, I had to note that this is something we touched on earlier. NXT's commentary team is definitely the best in the WWE, yes. if not the best in the Far business. Yeah. Beth Phoenix has come a I very long the best way. best in the business, honestly. Yeah. They're fucking great. I mean, it's so good. Um, I also thought that it was interesting to note when you look at the recap on the front end of the package, NXT went through their era of doing all Ring of Honor programming and Ring of Honor stars and stuff, and that was, like, their main focus. And now, like, if you look at the opening match and the main event, they're both impact feuds and stars that are were mainly associated with that particular promotion for a very long time. I thought that was very interesting, uh, just as a weird one-off. But as far as the match, man, all the pageantry at the beginning I thought was perfect. You can't fucking go wrong with Ted DiBiase. Grimes is in, you know, it, just the switches in control. Every single part of it made sense. I was a little scared when he did his uh, moonsault power slam thing that uh, like it kind of looked like he fucking domed L.A. No, he did. Yeah. He did. It, yeah. it, it did. That part did not look good. Um, I, I, there's not a lot bad to say. The crowd was super hooked. Yeah. The interference, all of the interference stuff was done accurately and believably. Like, yes. DiBiase yeah. is a master at that shit, so yeah. it all totally fucking made sense. The exchange definitely made both guys fucking look better. The one negative I have, so I gave it five, and I got to be honest, the only reason I didn't go higher, I didn't dig how when he had the million dollar dream on and in LA Knight kept hitting the ropes, there's no breaks. Like, yeah. I I got the spots that they were going for in the WrestleMania eight fucking, you know, that bounce back from the turnbuckle spot that got broken up and he rolled through and kept the fucking hold on. That shit was dope as fuck. Don't get me wrong. However, it's like the little AEW syndrome. Sometimes you get in tag matches and shit where you're like, I wish you just enforced the rules just a little bit. 
But yeah. yeah, five beers, dude. Yeah, pretty solid, pretty solid. Wex, what are you at on this opener of Grimes versus Knight? I'm right there with you, Daniel. I went four beers from this, and dude, solid match. Like, so much back and forth between both of these two, and the feud's been fantastic. And even though the Million Dollar Championship hasn't really been used in a while, like, that extra prestige for it, and then, like, I love just like Jesse said, that masterful interference by the million dollar man got a little action there, got to actually lock in the hold for himself for a second, which I thought was fucking sick. And L.A. Knight, a.k.a. when he used to be Eli Drake. Have you seen that commercial that still comes on TV of him and and Ric Flair? Yep. Where he hits him with the chair. It still comes like I've seen that on AEW commercials like while, it, you know. Yeah, they aired the they, they aired Carshield during WWE Raw last night with Ric Flair and fucking Peter Avalon. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous, Peter Avalon. But yep. uh, yeah, dude, I went four beers. Thought it was like just dude. The ending was solid, and like Cameron Grimes looks, he looked so happy to win that championship. He like like it actually was so like just this most prestigious title. And isn't that ridiculous that the million dollar championship was on the last ever? Real NXT takeover and not the North American or the tag team titles. Yeah. Just think about that a little bit. But I think it was a great match. Like, hands, like, this was a great opener, better than almost every single match. Like, the only match I rated higher than this on SummerSlam was the Seth Rollins uh, edge match. So, if that tells you anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat on that one, too. I think, yeah, well, I mean, I rated the Cena and... The Cena and Reigns match higher, but I mean, it, it, it was what it was. Let's keep it rolling here. It's Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought the package was great. I think Dakota Kai as a personality and as a character has come leaps and bounds. I think that she did a really good job setting up the match and selling the match as a mouthpiece and as a character. Um, I think Raquel Gonzalez is not a great character or really good in the ring either. So when you put her to kind of lead the match against Dakota Kai, you're going to get what you should expect to get. And I wasn't expecting much. I uh, was kind of expecting it to be awful. And to be honest, it was kind of awful. Uh, there's tons of missteps, tons of like whiffs and just outright misses. But at the same time, the crowd was absolutely hype as hell for the match. Um, it served its purpose, but not much else. Um, I gave it two beers because um, I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the drizzling shits, but there were quite a few missteps Honestly, if it had not, if this match had been like in a quarantine situation where there wasn't a crowd, probably would have been a dud. But the crowd was somehow really into it, so I gave it two beers just for that. Um, Wex, what did you think about Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez here? I'm kind of right there with you, and I gave it two and a half beers. And that half beer is probably just because Dakota Kai's hair was so bright, it was just hypnotizing me into giving it a little bit of a better rating than it actually deserved. <laughs> I love the character, man, but she's and I think that she can be good in the ring when she's got a good opponent. But yeah, Raquel but her Gonzalez, and Raquel Gonzalez, their chemistry was just off. It didn't really yeah. work like they did. Like there's plenty of people like Brock Lesnar can work the big versus little style like match. He's a master at that. And he puts on some of his best matches when he works the big versus little style. But, yeah. And they did not know how to work the big versus little style. Like if if that was like a comparison, this is just like bottom of the barrel compared to Lesnar versus a small wrestler. This is like, I don't know. This is way, this is way down there. This is way um, down. There. This is Sunday night heat. Uh, I, I don't know. How, I'm trying to think of just really low. Like this is a uh, velocity. This is jacked. 
Yeah, jacked. That's a good one. I like that. That makes sense. It's pretty fitting. All right, Jesse, where are you at on this uh, NXT Women's Championship? I mean, both of the contenders did exactly what you would think they would do. I don't think anybody really gave two shits about this story. In my opinion, the crowd was popping for certain things in the match, but there was no dynamic about, like, it was just, like, at this point, it was spots. Like, yeah. that was yeah. it. Popping for spots, baby. Zero investment in either character uh, it, it, from both myself and I felt the crowd. The finish was definitive, at least. I mean, I, like, yeah. I get why they did what they did. It sort of seems to me as though Dakota's probably not long for the brand. They're probably going to try and move her around just because the weaknesses that happen in other parts of the women's yeah. divisions. And yeah. I, I think that they are trying to kind of booster, bolster, booster who gives a shit about her up. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I just thought the feud was flat. I gave it two and a half. I mean, I, it wasn't a terrible match. I just thought, like, the the build to the we'll feud. Right there, and the we'll right together. Was, you know, just not great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, let's move on here to something that was phenomenal, though. Uh, oh, the, my uh, God. We got a package for Walter and Dragunov, uh, and the package was great. Uh, dude, I'm I'm genuinely, every time I get to see clips of NXT UK, I love it. And so it's like, I, I maybe I should just make the time to watch it because I feel like it's probably not long for this world. So maybe I should watch it while I can because it's, uh, dude, it was so damn good. I mean, I just love that style. and. The match here is just, it's technical wrestling perfection. I mean, I absolutely love the match. The psychology is there. The Dude. guys play by the rules, and that's what makes it so good. Um, uh, it feels like a really brutal late 80s match, but for now, like for today's crowd, uh, it was just fucking great, man. I mean, again, like not a whole lot of notes just because it was so good. Great match, great finish. Um, so stiff on and on both sides. I mean, just stiff as hell. Top-notch match. Literally nothing, not one bad thing to say. And you know what happens when that happens? It's a full sixer, boys. It's a full sixer. Absolutely down my six-pack. Went to the store to get some more. I absolutely loved it. Six beers for me for Dragunov versus Walter. The king has finally been slayed. The emperor has fallen. And Dragunov is the new United Kingdom champion. I love it. I loved it. Jesse, what do you think about this match, man? Dude. If there's a six, this is a six. I mean, for fuck's sake, man. Classic, My exact classic. notes were classic wrestling in the modern age. Yeah. Massively intense and massively strong on both sides. And it broke the paradigm of the David Goliath thing. I mean, you can look at Walter and, I mean, who's bigger than Walter? You know what I mean? You're not going to find very many people that are. But you look at Ilya Dragunov, and while he might look diminutive in terms of, like, height, the amount He's very of strong. Yeah, I mean, and it's so obvious. He's in such great shape. And, like, you know, there are multiple spots like that during this match where he had very little trouble making sure that everybody knew that. Uh, it was absolutely stellar from start to finish. The only thing I – dude, I gave it six. The only thing that I can say about it, there were some portions of the no-selling stuff towards when we got near the finish that I was a little iffy about. But the way the story was told and the momentum aspect of it, man, I just couldn't – for fuck's sake, man, like – your disbelief is completely suspended at that point. 110%. You really feel like you're in a competition. That's what these dudes mention, brought to the, brought to the table. To mention the finish, Walter taps. It's great. It's amazing. Like, my God, yeah. he couldn't have done that better. Yeah. It's yeah, and, and 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 dude, for all that time too. And Dragonoff is the guy. I honestly thought at some point it was going to be Tyler Bate, but Dragonoff's the guy. He's the guy for sure. Yeah. Man, fuck, so good. Wex, what do you think about this uh, UK championship match? Dude, it was fuck, dude. 
fucking fantastic. They beat the fuck out of each other. Like you could see they were already they just they were already bruised and fucked up like midway through the match. And just like he said, like Dragonoff's strength that he was displaying, like for instance, the finish, the sleeper, and then he lifts up on like Oh God. So good. And everything about this match, like the psychology, like the way they told this story. Dragunov kept kicking out of all those big moves that uh, Walter used to win all of his previous matches with. Like, yeah. all those, like, the set, like the chop that he took out Tommaso Ciampa with, he kicked out of that. Like, all those previous moves that he'd been defending the championship with, Dragunov just kept fucking kicking out. And then, dude, so I, like, of course, this was spoiled so good, for me. I, this was spoiled for me before I watched it because I knew, but I didn't know that's how it was going to end. And that fucking finish... Like, I love oh, wrestling. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was so, yeah, I love it. Thing, like, this is the best thing WWE has put out all year. It's probably the best thing the WWE will put out all year. This is match of the year for WWE so far, for sure. Like, this is, match this match is, like, yeah. and, dude, like, right towards the end of the match, like, there's so much, like, the expressions on Walter's face, like, whatever, like, like. Oh, he, the he, selling, he kept both sides. Hit, like, multiple hits by yeah. off. He just looked, like, so enraged. Like, multiple times, I thought he was just going to, like, you know, Hulk up and just fuck him up, and it was gonna be it. Like, and he kept hulking up and fucking him up, and then it wasn't it. It wasn't it. And I was just like, okay, that's it. He just, I was like, he just, he, he great collied him in the head. He's dead. He's, <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> he great like, him in the head. He's dead. Oh yeah, I, god. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but dude, this match was a solid fucking deli, dude. It was <laughs> solid deli. Love it. Full six pack. Full six this pack was all around. A six hundred and sixty-six pack because it was oh the triple six goodness. pack. Goodness, the triple man. six pack, baby, all the way. Yeah, okay, I was gonna ask if we've ever done that before until you just said triple six pack. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure we've done that at least once, but I couldn't tell you on what. But well, this I is matches the weekend before, for sure. Since you know, you know how I roll, so uh, triple six pack, baby. Jesus, help me. Um, it's a little much for me. I don't like that. Let's keep it going. We got uh, the next match on the card here is I thought should have been the main event. Um, just judging by the story going into it. Uh, but it is a semi-main. Pretty solid semi-main. It's Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, possibly for the last time ever. It's a two out of three falls match. And God, man. I mean, of course it's great work. I mean, Kyle got the first fall relatively quickly. And the hardcore second fall was kind of the bulk of the match. Um, and it was pretty telling to see Cole kind of do uh, Britt Baker's submission Dude, in the middle as a commentary no sold it said nothing about the submission said nothing and I was that. like I, I was popped like, I popped for that shit dude ah uh, dude yeah that, I mean that was a nice little Easter egg honestly and the match was ridiculously good um the time gap of them getting the cage in place hurt the match to me um and the actual finish I thought was terrible I did not like the finish of the match um I mean I felt like the crowd was even chanting bullshit after it. Um, they were, they were, I, and that's a bummer. I think that's a bummer. I think it kind of puts, uh, that's, I mean, a, a part of me is like, man, I hope this isn't Adam Cole's last match in NXT because I don't, don't want to see him go out like that. But at the same time, it's like, man, if, if they do this whole rebranding thing of NXT, you know, where are they going to go? But I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think it does make sense to give Kyle the, him going over, but to me, it also kind of, reassures me that this is Cole leaving and putting his friend over out the door. Either way, I was 4.75 for almost five beers on this one. Okay. It was just lagging. 
I didn't like how quick the first finish was. I felt like it was disproportionate with the time. Um, that's kind of, that's my only real complaints. Um, Jesse, where are you at on this uh, two out of three falls? Man, I mean, I uh, my notes are all like live TV cap style or TV recap style rather. So they're all pretty detailed and spot oriented. I will say I was disappointed that nobody sold the lockjaw thing. And I know that they're not going to call it by name, but like you also have to think about who the commentary team is and what happened the night before. Like, yeah, bitch, your husband did the same thing the night before. Show some respect. Exactly, yeah. dude. I put that my notes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, there were a lot of really creative spots, a lot of things that, I mean, some of which we had seen before with like assisted kendo spots and things like that. But I do think that the street fight portion of the match was the cherry. I thought the the other two falls were much less intense and much less yes. awesome. Yes. Um, I, I got the cage thing a little bit. I felt like they were trying to sell like the medically compromised angle of O'Reilly to the point that they weren't going to drop it and they weren't going to have it in place and nobody knew if it was going to continue or not and yada, yada, yada. A um, couple of really good spots during the cage portion. I honestly, I really liked the finish. I, and I understand why people didn't. But the only reason I did was because the minute that the handcuffs went on and, the, and what we all think that we know about Adam Cole's future, again – it just wasn't – the minute the handcuffs went on, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's how they're going to do it. And then he's going to go out. He's going to be a shit heel, And then he's either going to renegotiate or he's not. But one way or the other, that's how it's going to go. And and kind of seeing just like the heel hook, the fucking knock it out. And they had done a whole lot of work on the legs during the rest of the match. That part made sense to me. I dug it. I mean, it, like for Kyle O'Reilly to take the victory in this alone – leaves him in a good enough position in the company that he can continue. And I think that that ultimately probably was the state of mind. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, again, like I didn't hate it. I just, I don't know. It, I didn't, I, I did hate, I just hated the finish though. I, I mean, I, I get it, but I still hate it. Wex, where are you at on this uh, two out of three falls match? I went right there exactly with uh, you, right? You, did you go four and a half? 4.75, but oh, pretty I close. Yeah. Four and a half beers for this one for me on this one. I actually like. Oh, you went five, five ski. Okay, well four and a half for me. And I actually, since I actually of course spoiled for this, I didn't know how the match actually went. So that first fall surprised me. I was like, whoa, that's really quick. And I don't that didn't really throw the pace off for me with the falls right there. I just kind of like that was a nice little surprise. But of course, the street fight was the best part. And why didn't did, why didn't they just call this the three the three stages of hell? Yeah, I mean because it's why didn't I, they? I don't know. I think it's an NXT thing. I think they don't. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know why? Because it wasn't a WCW name, so they're not going to use it. Well, they wanted to call it two out of three because they wanted to make you guess whether or not it was no, they, really. Yeah, yeah. But I guess three so. stages of hell. Necessary. Remember, like it. It Sean doesn't, and Hunter. doesn't necessarily go to the third stage if you remember that when they just called it that. I know, but I'm just saying I that was also a misnomer, kind of. It's still yeah. cool, though. I'm just saying they always use shit from the Attitude Era that's not theirs. It yeah. is theirs. But not really. You know, they just do the, the three stages of hell. Three stages of shit to be assholes for NXT is all I'm trying to say. Oh, There's I a fire know. truck outside. Holy shit. What happened? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Is your, is your house on fire? Shit. All right. Fire drill. No, I actually had a real fire at my work today, and we actually had to go outside. Some See, dust in the parking garage they were doing construction caught a fire, and I had to stand outside in, like, 92 degrees for, like, 30 minutes. 
You just lie about a fire truck so you could tell that story? No, no, there's literally a fire truck outside, like, no joke. I just was there a out. fire? Did, like, anything burn at your apartment or your at I your mean, office or your work? I think, I think there's an ambulance. I think, like, someone might be, like, dying or something, but there's not a fire. But uh, there is a fire truck. That. You know, they always bring a fire truck and an ambulance. This is what I was talking about when I was talking about the bad feedback where Wex talks too much. This is exactly what I was saying. This well, listen I here. Uh, I was making sure I wasn't dying. Okay, guys? All right, let's move on. Uh, the next the last match on the card um, is going to be Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Um, and I felt some type of way about this. I felt some type of way about this. I feel like Joe looked older in every yeah. way. Physically, uh, his movement, God, he was gassed within the first couple minutes. Um, I mean, that rough bump on the dive to the outside, I mean, he really clocked himself pretty good, and you could tell he was sluggish. He probably has a concussion, probably should not have finished the match. Um, uh, and I was pretty shocked that they put him over, honestly. I mean, even, I don't know, I, I, like, I don't know, uh Maybe, maybe I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe just knocked himself for a loop on that dive and like just quit, couldn't recover. But he looked real bad. I mean, he looked not good at all. Like, wow. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if he can keep up, y'all. I don't know if he can keep up. And uh, it hurt my feelings, honestly. I, I was kind of let down. It felt, it, I felt a little sad and it, I felt really uncertain for the brand when. I don't know and when he's he's the champ right now. And I know it's it's weird to say because it's Samoa Joe, but God, this match was not good, guys. It should have been great. It really should have been great. And I only gave it three beers. I mean, I was right in the middle on it. Um, it just it wasn't it just wasn't there for me. Wex, what do you think about it? That's funny because I was almost there. I put three and a half beers and same thing, dude. Like Scarlet Bordeaux is more over than Carrying Cross. I'm feeling like hundred percent. Like they were chanting the fuck out of her in this match. And after that uh, botched fucking dive, he almost killed Carrying Cross with a power slam. Like, no, oh, that was fucking. <laughs> like he was fucked up. Like and yeah, rough. didn't he? Go, I think he had a lot, concussion. And that, didn't that, he? Didn't he not wrestle because of fucking concussions? Like, dude, Samoa Joe, you're old. Quit doing that goddamn suicide elbow dive shit. Like, cut it out. Yeah, like, dude, you're fucked up. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was a. I thought it was a neck thing. I thought it was a, a neck thing. I thought that like he had a neck issue. That's why he cut out. Well, but. probably from doing dives too. Like, just yeah. he probably didn't be diving with that neck. Is all I'm saying, Joe. You're old. You need to adjust your style. Quit doing that bullshit. I want to see you wrestle, and you're gonna, if you're going to look like this, I don't want to see you wrestle. Yeah, I You know agree. what I'm saying, buddy? But, dude, I mean, besides that, you know, it wasn't – I was happy to see the muscle buster. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. I'm glad he didn't kill him. Glad that Karrion well, Cross could still walk. Three and a half he didn't kill him with the muscle buster after the concussion. No, nope. Karrion Cross could still walk. He can still walk in a really bad red BDSM outfit on his draw He's debut, too. member of Demolition. Yeah, it's, uh, it's real bad. Listen, guys, I got to say, though, I think TakeOver overall was a better show. I think oh, that yeah. if we're doing a comparison here, uh, TakeOver 36 is significantly better than SummerSlam. If, you, if you're going to watch SummerSlam, watch John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Watch Rollins versus The Edge. Um, if you're still feeling froggy, watch that, uh, that women's triple threat. was pretty good. Watch the tag match with the Serios and Uso. That was pretty good. Um, if you're going to watch takeover, try to watch just, all of it. Just, just skip watch the women's takeover. Like, you can skip the women's match and really Joe and cross. If you really don't feel like yeah. sitting through it yeah, and then yeah, watch I mean, the rest of it. Yeah. I feel like the show could have ended with Cole and Riley too. Maybe it should have, 
Um, it is what it is. But yeah, man, I just want to I want to touch on one thing, man. This is the only thing I really want to talk about in rumors and news in the segment here because we had a long ass show. Is you know, are are we gonna see Adam Cole in AEW? Jesse, what do you think? Uh, I think first off that I didn't rate the main event, which doesn't really matter. Oh, but I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I gave it the same amount of beers as Wes. Can't really say much else. There's a lot of gas, yada yada yada. Some of Joe's exhaustion, though, I do think was a put on. I do think part of that was intentional selling, but I do think a lot of it was real. Yeah. Uh, that that being said, yeah, Cross is career suicide right now. Um, Adam oh, Cole. Poor guy. Adam Cole, I think he's got the world in his hands, dude. And like, I mean, that that's just the truth. Like, Adam Cole can do whatever the fuck he wants to do right now. And what I see happening is Adam Cole goes to AEW. They tease around with exactly how he's going to be used for a little while. And I see Adam Cole and the Bucks against Omega and the Bros in kind of in a, you know, bullet club kerfuffle for a little while That'd be and cool. leading into kind of everybody splitting off and doing their own other weird shit. That's cool. kind of what I see. That'd be cool. I see, I see the flip. I see him coming in as a baby face. I see him. I see him and page going up against the young bucks. I think that makes the most sense. I think page needs something to do. Adam page. I mean, right now, cause they're going to wait a while to do the whole Omega thing. But I also agree. I do think he's going to go to AEW. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be actually I'm 50 50 on it. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to stays. It, w- it really wouldn't surprise me if he stays. Um, it, but I feel like he's got to work out something to where he, he's getting on the main card and he's a main guy. Um, I just that's the only way to really make what that work. What does he do on the main roster, though? I mean, there's plenty of guys for him to work for sure. I mean, put him in a program with edge right away. I mean, I think the Rollins edge thing is done. I'd say put Rollins against Lashley, put him back on Monday night raw and put him, make him the Monday night Messiah again, put him against Lashley. I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of options in in WWE still. I don't think that's like a wasteland now. I think the booking is bad, but I think there's, there's places, there's places that he can be successful for sure. There's no way around that. There is places that he can work if they book him well. I'm not saying they will. Their track record says they won't. Yeah. And I agree. I, I want, yes, I want to see him in AEW. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. If he goes to AEW, though, I think put him in a team just just, just because I there's so much hubbub. AEW 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. The Young Bucks are already teasing it that he's going to be resurrected because kayfabe, technically, AEW universe is also BTE universe, right? Yeah, it's interconnected. Yeah, yeah. And in that universe, Adam Cole is kayfabe dead. So he's going to have to get resurrected a la Joey Ryan, also in the BTE universe. But, you know, nobody wants to mention right now. I mean, he's Forever. found Jesus. So, you know, sure. maybe uh, he'll turn his life around. He, he quit doing drugs. He's found Jesus. He quit raping women. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know uh, if he actually raped women. Uh, that's yeah, a bold claim there. I don't, I don't, know no, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm just kind of, you know, alluding to bad don't stuff quote me on this here from old mustache yeah. guy. But I mean, my I mean, come on, goodness, come on, guys. you, you got surprised that's after this character. Come on that, now. That's a great sound bite. You know what? I feel like that's a good way to wrap up the show today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the headline, the bumper headline that probably like, uh, what is it like wrestler ringside news that always reports dumb shit anywhere. They'll be like, yeah. okay, fave comparisons. Wex breaking the Lawson calls Joey Ryan an outright rapist. That'll be, uh, 
that'll be the the tagline that we see. That'll be fantastic. I'm I'm really hype about that. Man, the show's been great. I think Don't that we I think that we unanimously have decided that Takeover was the better show. Um please, please go see Dragonoff versus Walter. If you have to watch one thing from this weekend, that's the thing. It will definitely be up on the TikToks. Speaking of the TikToks, you can always find the show at Kfabecom uh, everywhere except for TikTok. And we're a Kfabecom pod on TikTok. Uh, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. Um, before we get to the the end of the uh, the send-off here, I do want to talk about next week a little bit. And have Jesse kind of chime in. We got ECW Natural Born Killers from 1996 going up against SummerSlam 1991. That'll be the end of the SummerSlam season for 2021 for us, too. Uh, Jesse, what do we have to look forward to on an ECW show? Dude, ECW 96. Great era. This is a super show, not a pay-per-view. If you recall, their first pay-per-view technically was not until 1997. But yeah. uh, Natural Born Killers 1996. Big heavy on the new Jack. Big heavy on the gangsters. Big heavy on a lot of different things going on in ECW at the time. There are some gem, gem, gem matches on this motherfucker. It is available on the Peacock Network for only $4.99 if you want ads, $9.99. If you don't, it is very hard to navigate and sucks balls comparatively to the WWE Network. But that's where you can find it. Then SummerSlam 1991, also on the same network. The height of the coloring book, toy, comic book, larger-than-lifestyle WWF characters, replete with a three-on-two tag team match featuring pretty much every top guy on one side, which is two guys, and then Sergeant Slaughter, (laughs) Colonel Adnan, or Colonel Mustafa and General Adnan on the other side. So, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had with this next show. Lots yeah, of fun so if to be you guys had. want to join us next week, you're going to have to go deep off in the cock and get into that old wrestling from the 90s, the early 90s and the mid-90s, deep off in the cock. Yeah, it's dude. not as old as that fucking joke, is it? Yeah, dude. No, that joke will never get old. Even Pat McAfee made a joke about the cock on commentary. We all we all love it. We all love it. I'm sure he got scolded for it. Uh, two weeks out, too. We got to bring this up because it always pops the ratings. AEW All Out 2021. CM Punk wrestles for the first time in seven years against Darby Allen. It's going to be crazy. Uh, that match is going to be going up against WCW's Fall Brawl from 1996. This is a big, big, big kind of turning point for the NWO. Um, this is arguably when they get too big for their britches, in my opinion. Um, and then you also have some cool and insightful, uh, uh, cruiserweight action on that show. You've also got some Kurt Henning, uh, mischief on that show. It's going to be a crazy one. Um, so Jesse, how you feeling about that? Dude, fall brawl is a fucking sleeper in 1996. I think yeah, it gets over a little bit in terms of its importance, but that show is it's a lot of fun to watch like, top to bottom. It's fucking awesome. It's got a lot less of the hokiness that we've seen in WCW's 1996. They're kind of starting to shake that off a little bit. And then obviously all out 2021, not only do we have CM Punk's debut, which, you know, arguably, I mean, how can you say it's not the main event? Like I know about everything else going on, but let's be fucking real. That's the main event. The, uh, I mean, Omega and fucking Christian cage. That's obviously going to be great. We get to see Paul White in the ring again in being like hypers velt up against the superstar, the main draw in AEW, Mr. QT Marshall. I mean, my God, we're just so lucky to have him on our screen. Yeah. God, he's dude. He's like, <laughs> he is a chalkboard of charisma, bro. Like that and then is... Young Bucks defend the tag team titles against whoever wins the uh, Eliminator tournament coming up. So should be interesting, too. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Wex, man, give them the script, baby. Where can folks find you? 
Oh, you can find your boy Wex, aka Wesley Lawson, at Wex Breaking the Lawson on pretty much all the social media platforms except for Twitter because I couldn't fit Lawson, so it's just Wex Breaking the. And of course, you know, you can find Kayfabe Comparisons on all the social media that Daniel usually mentions, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it's Kayfabe.com, but of course, it's Kayfabe.com pod on. Give it to him. On TikTok, because you're an asshole. There we go. <laughs> Jesse, where can folks find you, man? Dude, at Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and Instagram. Just regular old Jesse Baker on Facebook. And please keep on looking up Kfabe.com and Pod on TikTok because Wes is an asshole because we would love to have more followers, more chiming in. Uh, loving this fantasy booking thing. Everybody let us know your thoughts. It would be great to have you guys be a part of it. Chime in. We'll talk to, at, and about you all the time. All the time. And that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Sorry, it's been a long show. SummerSlam was incredibly long. TakeOver was crazy, too. We hope you enjoyed it, though. We had a great time. We will see you guys here next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.